Welcome to the Park Podcast, sharing tips, advice, and general guidance surrounding the working world. Good morning, and welcome to the Park Podcast. I'm Tony Bracken. I'm Gemma Marshall. And this week, we are delighted to welcome Jackie Patton, the MD of Inkblot Creative, and also the founder of Greenhouse Jersey. Jackie, welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, I mean, first, if you can sort of just tell us a bit about yourself and Inkblot creative how that came about yeah so I have worked in brand and marketing for well too long I'm not gonna tell you how long because it'll age (laughs) me um and after leaving a corporate job I decided I wanted to kind of solve a problem and the problem that I'd always had as a marketer was finding agencies that I really felt like connected with our business understood us and who were a real partner in the business rather than just kind of a supplier that we had a transaction with yeah so decided to set up Inkblot at the end of 2019. Don't start a business yeah. three months before a pandemic. That was the main learning. But I mean, you know, just b- before you, you carry on with that, you decided to set up a business. I mean, you know, this is something that, you know, takes a certain type of person to actually do that. You know, how did you make that decision? I mean, that's a brave step, yeah? I don't know. It's interesting, isn't it? But I do think you're right. I think some people just have a drive to do their own thing. I always knew I wanted to work for Mm. myself. My first career was in the theatre. You know, you're self-employed doing Mm. that. Um, And, you know, in our family and the people that I spent a lot of time around, it was definitely a case of kind of like go out and get what you want and find, I hate the word hustle, but that kind of Mm. idea of if you want it, go and make it. Um, And I just got to a point in my life where I thought... I can, I've got a great job and I loved the job I was in. I was very lucky, great boss, great business. I had the best job in the business. You know, when you mm. go to work every day, you're like, this is great. It's so yeah. much fun. But what next? And I got to a point where I thought, well, what next is probably a little bit more of the same, maybe a little bit more money, maybe a mm. bit more responsibility, but I'm never going to be able to push myself and do what I want to do working for someone else. The only way I'm going to be able to do that is if I create something. Mm. So that's kind of where the thinking came from. Yeah. And then you start... And you go, oh, I, I don't know anything about this, it turns out. This is a lot harder than I was expecting. There's no longer a department to support me, do you? Yeah. There's no departments yeah. at all. Yeah. You are all I departments. Am the department. You're like, so I'm yeah. buying the loo roll for the office. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, we've run out of tea bags. Yeah. Oh, got to sort that out. Now you're a client manager. You're the HR lady. You're the person, you CEO, strategy. Yeah. You're doing Finance, it all. Finance. Finance. Yeah. Oh, don't. Yeah. First thing I did was get an accountant. I was like, so yeah. this is not my skill. Um, so yeah, I think it kind of, it's always a big, I kind of liken it to learning to drive. Mm. You have your driving lessons, don't yeah. you? And you're like, oh, I can learn to drive. And then you do your driving test. You're like, I've done it. And then the first day you get in the car on your own, yeah. you realise, oh my God, I have yeah. no idea how to drive. Yeah. Like I've never, <laughs> yeah. I literally have no idea what I'm doing. And it's the same when you start a business. Yeah. So kind of Inkblot started at a, an unusual time, but I actually wouldn't change it. I think that it pushed me to do a lot of things I wouldn't have been brave enough to do at the beginning because yeah. I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me stop worrying about kind of what everyone else was doing, what I thought I was meant to do. And I just kind of did stuff. And out of that, I started working with lots of small businesses and startups, which then gave me the idea that, oh, maybe we need a better community for small businesses and startups, which is where Greenhouse came yeah. from. So yeah. it's kind yeah. of all built. Naturally evolved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And did you have the idea of Greenhouse prior to? No. No. So literally, organically. Yeah. So yeah. last year, kind of June time, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great? Like everyone I talk to has the same all comes to me with the same worries you know oh I'm rubbish at this I don't know anything about finance how how can I run a business if I don't know what a profit and loss is like we've all got the same worries and we all think everyone else 
is doing better than us because yeah. no one goes on Instagram and shows you them yeah. in their pajamas crying yeah. with a cup of tea because <laughs> they've had a terrible the day. Story. You know, yeah, exactly. no one does that. So I started thinking, oh, maybe we should do a little workshop where we kind of get a bit vulnerable and get mm-hmm. people thinking about it. And then it escalated because I couldn't help myself and it ended up being a two-day conference. And yeah. now it's a community and more stuff coming. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it kind of iterated. And hopefully, you know, my my kind of hope for it is that it ends up being a festival of business for the island that right. we kind of can wow. build out. Yeah. Brilliant. And so Inkblot, you know, how what are all the services you provide and how... Yeah, so we primarily work with small businesses and startups. So a lot of marketing agencies will work in a niche. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they might work with food and drink brands, for Mm. example, or, you know, their thing is advertising and they'll specifically work with financial services businesses to help them with their advertising. Our niche is small business and startups. So we predominantly work with businesses who are at the beginning of their journey Mm -hmm. or at a point where stuff is changing. So, you know oh, we're going to have a management buyout or we're hoping to exit the business or, you know, we're suddenly going to grow. We're going to go from three people to 300 and we want to shift that. Um, And that's where our expertise lies. So we we do four things, basically brand, Mm. whether that's building a brand, developing your brand, helping you use your brand more effectively, whether that's visually, your tone of voice, all of that good stuff. Content marketing. So we're all about organic growth. So a lot of content such as email, social media, obviously, Mm. if anyone follows us, they'll see we're always on there. Um, And kind of organic content that's going to help you grow, podcasting, all that good Mm. stuff. PR, so your reputation and managing that, whether that's through events, whether that's through stakeholder management, whether that's media. Mm. Um, And then the strategy side of it, you know, doing the thinking and helping people to think about the bigger picture of their business um, from their marketing. Because I think that... Sometimes we have a plan for our business Mm -hmm. and then our marketing is kind of set off to the side somewhere. Mm -hmm. And if we can connect them up, that's when it gets really exciting. So So you must have such a diverse range of people that you work with. Yeah, it's hilarious, actually. Every time I have a new business call or talk to a new, they're like, so what kind of clients do you work with? And you're like, well, (laughs) (laughs) buckle in. Yeah, it's a real mix. Everything from kind of tech startups to... Um, you know, dog trainers to food brands to law firms. It's such a mixture. But that's the exciting bit Mm, because the thing for us is, you know, if somebody, our model is slightly different, we don't have a big in-house team. Instead, we have a essentially a little black book of people that we really trust. And depending on our client, we build the team for them what they Mm. need. So if somebody comes to us and says, you know, I run a really fancy restaurant Mm -hmm. and our clientele are people in their 50s and above with a lot of cash to spend and this is the kind of vibe and this is what they like and we're looking for PR then we've got somebody on our books who's a specialist in luxury PR so we'll make sure that they're working on that client so we're always trying to get the right people in the room and how do you manage that you know how how do you manage having those relationships and you know if people are available where do you find them all that sort of thing yeah that was the actual the big worry when I started the business Mm. because people said to me you know the traditional agency model is big in-house teams and that's how it's always been done and it works really well at scale but I didn't want to build a business at scale like that I wanted Mm. to build a business that was more nimble Mm. and our you know our scalability is that we could essentially pick up Inkblot and start it again somewhere else you know Inkblot Mexico City here we come or wherever it might be um and the challenge then for me is having a team that are freelance because I really do believe the best creatives are freelancing but then you have to create a culture and a way of working that makes them want, want to, to work, work with yeah, you. Because yeah. yeah. when you ring up and you go, mm. I've got this bit of work, we'd mm. love for you to work on it, whether that's a project or retained for a year or whatever it might be, you have to create a package for them mm. 
that makes them go, yeah, I'm willing to shuffle stuff around because actually that's somewhere I really want to do sure. the work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm really lucky. We've got some amazing people that we've found and and some of that is the wages we pay. You know, we pay everyone what they would charge anyway. We, yeah. You know, there's no, oh, well, we only pay this amount and mm-hmm. all of that. So I think that's important for mm-hmm. people who are freelance. We take away a lot of the aggro because they don't have to deal with the clients. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a win. Yeah. Um, and we treat everyone that works for us as if they work for us 24-7, right? Mm. So I think that it's that kind of feeling loved on really yeah. helps. Right. And I guess from your perspective, an opportunity to learn from people that are, experts in whatever area i mean massively and, and I, the delivery that for the client is that they've got the yeah top-notch the, service the top yeah, yeah. The, the, the cream yeah and i think that you know you for marketing to be successful it has to be cohesive and a lot of businesses especially small businesses and startups they'll have a pr person they use and then they'll have a social media person they use mm. and then i'll have someone that does a bit of design for them and then when they need a video they'll go to this person and that works if the person managing that in-house can keep it really cohesive, mm. can keep the messaging aligned, is constantly aligning it to the strategy. But if you don't have someone that has the time in your business to do that, what happens is it ends up being really tactical mm. and you're just producing random things all the time. So what we're doing is we are your marketing team. You don't need to worry about, like, has Joe done that video? Obviously, because yeah. you've outsourced it to an agency and we make sure that it's all cohesive. We mm. make sure it all makes sense. And, you know, you said before about, like, starting a business, the things you have to do. One of the things you have to do is realise that everybody is good at something, mm. but you're also not good at some things. Yeah. And you just yeah. need to focus on the stuff you're good at yeah. and find the people who are good at the other stuff yeah. to do those bits. And it's also, you know, from a financial perspective, initially you're like, oh, I'm going to save money by doing this. And actually you think, this doesn't save money. No, you know, you've the got time, to, isn't it? The time yeah. invested in it. But also you trying to do it. Yeah. And, you know, you need to pull in. Those skills and pay for those skills, you know. Yeah, and I think, you know, anyone that's ever started a business, you start off trying to do your accounts and then you realise, oh, I'm not an accountant. Exactly. And then you think, you know, you try and write a contract and you think, I have no idea if this is stand up in court. So you go and get a lawyer to do it for you because you think, actually, when I think about that. Yeah. But marketing is something that a lot of us do every single day, right? Mm. Everyone's got an Instagram page. Everyone's got a LinkedIn profile. Everyone sends emails. Everyone goes to events. So marketing is one of those things that, people feel like well I already do this Mm. but you don't know what you don't know so a big part of our job is to say you know have you thought about Mm. dot 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 and try and kind of widen up and you know if we can't do the things they need we'll always find someone that can or collaborate with Mm. another agency or someone else that can do it for them Um, but you also know when you see something done badly or done cheaply yeah I certainly do and it, it you know you look at it and you think well, we overcomplicate, no. don't we? Like for me, marketing, like, do you understand it? The amount of times I look at things and I think, I don't know what this business does. Mm. Yeah. If I don't know what you do. How's anyone yeah. else supposed to know? Then yeah. Yeah. game over, right? And when you're in, in it, you don't often, yeah, put your head up and actually see mm. that. So it's a strange, strange thing sometimes. I mean, it's a hugely competitive area of the market. Mm. How do you, you know, how's that work? Well, I just kind of try not to worry about it too yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. I think you can spend a lot of time worrying about your competitors, but they're not my customers. Mm. So I think, you know, it's important to know what's happening in the marketplace. It's important to know who the key players are. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I want to know if new businesses are popping up sure. or businesses are going. Mm. But the reality is that you can spend a lot of your time looking at what everyone else is doing. Um, and really, I, I want to be focused on who my, what my clients are doing yeah. and what people like them are doing. Yeah. Um, because that's where, yeah, 
That's yeah. where the business is for me. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons we started Greenhouse was to get people really thinking about collaboration. I think especially in small communities, it's easy yeah. to be like, that's mine. I don't want to talk about that. Mm. You know, there's a bit of that element of actual competition of worry, but there's enough business to go around. You know, there will always be people that need marketing support yeah, as long as there are businesses. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine. And there will be people that love working with Inkblot and think we're great. And there'll be other people that think, oh, I don't want this. I want something a bit more traditional. Great, there's somebody for you mm, too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Greenhouse, the, the, the sort of time that it must take you to get involved, you know, the time you must have to commit to something like that. It, I mean, it, yeah, it's from the lot. outside, it looks like it'd be massive. It is a lot. Um, and because it started as kind of this idea, oh, we should try this. Yeah. <laughs> And when I say we, oh, I, <laughs> in my pyjamas. And it was literally a case we, of yeah. like sat on the sofa at night going, oh, I guess I should write that workbook then that everyone's yeah. going to have. Oh, I guess I should go and put all the stuff in the swag bags now then. Um, but I'm very lucky. We had some amazing people who kind of jumped in and helped with loads of different bits. But yeah. it was a, last year was a test bed to see if yeah. it was possible. And luckily it was and it yeah. went really mm. well. Um, and this year, the idea is to kind of turn up the dial a little bit, mm. increase the experience, make it, you know, start start to push it a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, as it grows, business is about long term thinking, right? It would have been easy for me to say, oh, last year took a lot of time and effort. We didn't make any money from it as in on the day. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it's not worth it. But mm. we got a lot of business out yeah. of that. We've built a community out of that. Mm. You know, our brand got known out of that. And on an ongoing basis that will just compound and compound yeah, and eventually we'll be in a position where this is a really amazing business and sometimes you've got to take a risk on something that isn't going to pay off today yeah 100%. which is hard to do because you've got to hold your nerve and be like yeah. no actually but I think that's it we are in a small market you know mm. Jersey and so sometimes it just you need the long-term view even more you know mm. for, for, for for people to sort of see you and trust you and all the rest of it it's a it's a smaller market yeah and I think that in a smaller market as well it, you're much more aware of what everyone else is doing mm -hmm. you know if you're in London mm -hmm. you don't know what every single person no, doing no. what you do is doing yeah if you're in Jersey you can figure that out pretty quickly yeah. and because of that I think it can be harder to trust yourself because mm. when you look at what everyone else is doing it's harder to kind of focus in on you and go, actually, I've got an idea and I yeah. think this is a good idea. And there were points that I'm not going to lie to you, about two weeks before Greenhouse last year, I rang my partner up in tears mm. and said, I think, no, I don't think anyone's going to come. What if nobody comes? Yeah. Yeah. And he said to me, okay, you've got two options. You either do it and nobody comes. That'll be sad, but yeah. you'll be fine. Or you cancel it. And I was like, well, I can't cancel it. Yeah. I'm not going to cancel it. And he was like, well, then <laughs> well, you've, you obviously go. you know what yeah. the answer is. And I swear to you that we opened the doors on day one. I've got all the tech guys and the team and the food trucks. And I stood by that door and oh, I said I'm a little joking. silent prayer. Yeah, please, please, God, please, let please, one yeah. person come in. Yeah. And then by about 10 past nine, they were all sat down. I was like, right, yeah. okay. You're like, go away. The room's full. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. It is so scary, though, particularly is, events. It is. we've done many ourselves. Yeah, I know. Where you're just thinking, oh, please. Please, Please yeah, let it happen. Yeah, yeah. But the easy thing to do is to go, oh, well, that's quite hard, so I won't do it. Mm. But then you sit in the room and you go, no, you back yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. You do it. Yeah. And the reality is, if nobody had turned up or it had been crap, it would have been a bit sad. I probably mm. would have had to have done some weird Instagram lives where I tried to, like, whittle, whittle my way out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't have been the end of the world, no, you no, know. No, no one would have died. It yeah, would have no. been fine. You tried, you know. Yeah, and you would have learned a lot, right? And it turns out it was fantastic because we, yeah, exactly. we came, didn't yeah. we? We yeah. really yeah. enjoyed it. Exactly. It. So, um, and so how do you keep motivated? 
I think the older I get, the more I realise that motivation is a myth. Mm. I don't think it really exists. And I think that if you are waiting for motivation to strike, <laughs> you might be waiting quite a long time. For me, it's more about the habits you have. You know, mm -hmm. some days I don't want to go to work. Mm -hmm. You know, today we're recording this and it is the sunniest, most beautiful, beautiful day. Yeah. Did I want to get up at six o'clock and do my emails? No. Yeah. Do I want to go and have a load of meetings this afternoon and do a load? Of no, I mm -hmm. want to go sit on the beach. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's if I just waited for motivation to strike, I probably wouldn't do these things. I'd get distracted. So I think that it's about knowing what you're aiming for. It's about mm -hmm. having goals that are really clear to you. Yeah. Um, I've learned definitely over the last couple of years that the timeline you think things are going to take normally doesn't. You know, I was like, yeah, in six months I'll be doing X. And then you start and you're like, cool, so that might be six years down the <laughs> line then. <laughs> Misjudge that one, no yeah, worries. Yeah. And you just have to be patient, yeah. which is something I'm not very good at. But yeah, from a motivation standpoint, I think it's more about the habits you put okay. in place. And so what are those daily habits, for example, that you feel are important to keep you? For me, it's exercise, 100%, because yeah. I need to do something physical to stay mm. energized and also having that mental switch off time because yeah. when you're exercising you can't think about oh did I reply to that email oh what have I done with that and it's really good I think to have that getting outside and having a walk mm. every day yeah like, I sound like such a nana but it is so important like yeah. so important for your mental health and um you know if you're in a creative industry as well you are not creative sat at a desk looking at a laptop. That's no. not where creativity comes from. No. Yeah. Yeah. Your best ideas come in the shower or yeah. when you're walking down the street or when mm. you see something funny. Mm. Like I saw a lady walking a ferret the other day on a lead and I thought, that's hilarious. <laughs> Did you? But you'd never see that if you yeah. were sat at your desk. Weirdest thing. I wish saw, I'd have had my um, camera. A, a lady with a hamster on a lead at the campsite recently, didn't we? Yeah. Did you? Oh, didn't you? Didn't I know? No. Oh, yeah. Missed this is that. a podcast incoming. Yeah. yeah. What, what <laughs> animals can you walk on a lead? <laughs> I love it. This can be a little soundbite. I'm waiting for that. Yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, you know, you don't get to see these weird and wonderful things. Um, so definitely those things every day. I'm a avid list maker. I plan my week every Sunday night. So yeah. I sit down every Sunday and I yeah. brain dump everything in my head, everything in the calendar, everything that needs to be done. And then I allocate it by day. Mm. Um, and then I have a little car park for stuff that's not going to happen. And if I don't do that, I just flounder around in my week. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what am I doing? Yeah. yeah. And I know when I've missed it. So I try and be quite disciplined with yeah. that. Mm. Um, because then, and you know, also knowing that if you have a nine to five, you go to work, you do your job and you go home and you know that when you go back the next day, the list will still be there. Mm. When you do your own thing, you never leave the list. The list never gets finished and you never feel like you can go home at five o'clock and switch off from it. So I'm quite stringent that as long as I do one, two, three things every day, if I, if I get those three things done, if I get them done by two o'clock, I can clock off for the day. If I get it done by 10 o'clock, well, you should have worked harder at yeah. two o'clock, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> this is your own fault. And some days you get to two, you've done it all and you keep going and you're yeah. on a roll. But it, it's, you know, I, it's like being a child. I have to give myself little bribes to get myself yeah, through sometimes. Get, yeah. But that's how it works for me. But of course, you've got clients, staff who, who in, interrupt that regularly. <laughs> so. Yeah. And actually, I'm quite a fan of kind of blocking stuff in so I mm. don't have client meetings or anything to do with the team until after 11 every day okay um because I'm at my best first thing in the morning so yeah. I like to get up smash through all the stuff I need to use my thinking sure. for mm. yeah get to the gym and then from 11 I'm then like right I've got the big stuff out the way I need to do. I've had a bit of me time. I'm planned for the day, I know what I'm doing. And then I can go into meetings and feel like, okay, I'm ready, mm. rather than chasing my tail. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I kind of try and do it that way, like use my day a bit. But it took me a while because I think that's the other thing coming out of a normal job. 
you feel like you have to pl- I have to be at work between nine and five, but yeah. I don't. Yeah. I can work from six to one if I want. Yeah. I can work from two till ten if I want. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. It's funny, it's I think. Yeah, uh, I think particularly with what's gone on with the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera, even people in, in corporate environments yeah. or other type of roles that have more flexibility now have, have struggled with that sort of idea, isn't it? Yeah. It's sort of to change... Yeah, and when are you best? When should exactly. you? You know, what should you do to When are to you at your this? best? Yeah. Mm. yeah, and also, it's, you know, I fell into a massive trap last year of working 24-7. Mm. Like, I got to this year and I, I said to myself, I have to have a day off a week. Saturdays are now my day off. I do not do any work at all, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look at my emails, don't touch anything to do with the business at all on a Saturday. That's taken me two years to get to a point where, and that was hard it's for hard. me to do. It is mm. hard, isn't it? Um, and it, you you sound like you know you sound like you're being a bit overdramatic like oh I need to force myself to take a day off, but the reality is you're trying to pay the mortgage you're trying to make sure are, yeah. the business the is just, always the pressure's there, yeah. there yeah, but I realised that actually if I work on a Saturday and a Sunday and Monday to Friday I'm not as good no. oh, yeah. and yeah. you have to let yourself have that time off but I think that is a struggle for a lot of people and you have to just force yourself you just mm. have to be a bit militant about it. And what about, you know, if there's somebody there that's got an idea or, or wants to be, you know, wants to set up their own thing, what, what, what sort of tips, what advice would you give to them? Well, first thing for me is, um, why are you doing it? You know, there's lots of reasons to run a business. Some people want to do their own thing because they want a different lifestyle. Some people have kids and they think, you know, I want to be able to be finished at three o'clock mm-hmm. so I can go and get my kids from school every day. Mm-hmm. Some people it's, I want to make more money. Mm-hmm. Some people it's, I want to be doing something that's more of a you know a passion for me but somebody said something to me the other day which I thought was really interesting they said if your business doesn't make money your business is a hobby and I I think that a lot of people fall into the trap of building businesses without thinking about the commercials yeah and it's you know if that if what you want is a lifestyle then that's fine Mm. but if you like me are trying to pay a mortgage and all that kind of stuff then the commercials come first and I think that you know it's hard to know what to charge. Mm. Look, we had a conversation with a client recently. We did a strategy day with them. And they were telling us they've got three packages and what they charge. And I was like, okay, why Why are you charging so little? Oh, well, oh, I don't think people will pay more than that. And it's like, okay, is that because you wouldn't pay more than that? Because yeah. you're not your client. So I think you have to get really, yeah. you have to get out your own way with pricing mm, and yeah. things like that. But I would always say to people, think of the commercial aspect. Yeah, If you are in it for it to be a business for it to be your livelihood then it has to make money and you have to know how that's going to happen before you do anything else Mm, yeah um and then you can build from there and that's hard it's hard to have Mm. those conversations it can feel like icky and weird can't it? yeah but you've got to get over it and again that there is those people that you know we talk about side hustles that that build something yeah you know on the side gently and sit you sort of test it i Mm. guess yeah and then when it gets profitable they do a swap which is an amazing way to do it and actually Mm. if i had my time again i'd probably do that but i'm a bit all or nothing and i just was like gung-ho straight in it yeah and then it was like (laughs) oh how am i gonna pay my mortgage in a pandemic um but you live you learn yeah (laughs) Here you are. Yeah, here I am anyway. So what, what's happening in Greenhouse? When do we expect this? Yes. What do we expect? So Greenhouse 2022, it's 14th and 15th of October. We're going to be at the same location, the Albert Bartlett Potato Packing Factory. Mm, um, such a cool building. Yeah. yeah. We were so lucky to have it there. Um, it's great be- to use. It's just having something different as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and a big important. part of Greenhouse is about stepping out of your day-to-day mm 
to learn and think about your business and think about what you want to do. And it's hard to do that if you're in a familiar space, right? Yeah. You need to feel like you've stepped away. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, 14th, 15th of October, Albert Bartlett Potato Packing Factory. If you follow us on social, we're Greenhouse Jersey everywhere. Um, we're going to be releasing early bird tickets to our members at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. Then our wait list is going to get first dibs on the full price tickets first week of July, and then they'll be going on sale to everybody else. So if you want to get on that wait list, get on it now. Yeah. Greenhouse dot je is our website so that you can get access to those tickets and it's two full days so we're going to have three speakers and a panel on each day this year we've got two amazing headliners lined up but i can't tell you who they are yet but i promise you they're very good all of our speakers are traveling in from the uk we've got some amazing people lined up um and lots of fun and lots of Mm. chance to collaborate and get to know each other and we're also going to be completely carbon neutral this year wow which is a big deal you know we're thinking about how as you're building something from the ground up how can you make sure that you're putting things in place at the beginning that are going to help people and Mm -hmm. help the planet Mm. and being carbon neutral is that for us so you know we're thinking about obviously we're gonna have to offset some things like flights for speakers i can't get people cycling from newcastle (laughs) but we're going to be doing a lot of things to make sure that we're reducing the carbon for the event whether that's thrifting all of our you know chairs and tables whether that's having a completely vegetarian menu because meat is a massive carbon contributor yeah um and you know thinking about the supplies we use and the things we do so that we can we can do that for the first time great so that's where to check that out and also just thinking if there is somebody you know that that wants to start something or is in that early stages they can contact you for yeah yeah. get in touch so inkblock creative across all socials Mm -hmm. i'm jackie d Patton across all socials um but yeah always just get in touch Mm because if i can't help i'm sure there'll be somebody definitely in the greenhouse community Mm -hmm. that can help yeah um and that's what it's really about for me is making sure that we just get people in the rooms with the right right people that can help them and hopefully the more we do that yeah the better the businesses will be for everyone yeah Brilliant. Brilliant. Good. Well, what can I say? Thank you very much for joining us, Jackie. We've really enjoyed it. And yeah, check out those socials so that you can see what's happening at Greenhouse and obviously Inkblot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Park Podcast, sharing tips, advice and general guidance surrounding the working world.